A Sheltering Desert. I have been reading a book that Laurel discovered in one of those free little libraries that sit here and there about the place. The book is called The Tiger by the author of The Golden Spruce, John Belant. The Tiger is set in the taiga of eastern Russia in the late 90s and involves the Amur, or Siberian tiger, and the people who live in proximity. The story travels across so many landscapes, ages, and cultures, and includes pieces of poetry from time to time. I've mentioned this before, but bears repeating. This is a piece by Robinson Jeffers that showed up inside the text. Never blame the man, he said. The hard-pressed ancestors formed him. The other anthropoid apes were safe in the great southern rainforests and hardly changed in a million years. But the race of man was made by shock and agony, and a wound was made in the brain when life became too hard and it has never healed. It is there they learn trembling religion and blood sacrifice. It is there they learn to butcher beasts and slaughter other men. And it is there they learn to hate the world. That last line continues to stop me as a truth. Many years ago, when we lived in Montreal, I went on a literary journey that came about quite by chance. I had found a book of essays by Stephen Leacock in a second-hand bookstore on the main. It was mostly from his days teaching economics at McGill University. In one of the essays, he mentioned a book I had not read called The Complete Angler by Isaac Walton. It was written in the 1500s, so when I finished his essays, I went out and got a copy of The Complete Angler, a book I very much enjoyed, and one of Laurel's dad's faves. My reading it led to some great conversations with Martin. And in that book, Walton alludes to his friendship with John Donne. So I went and read Donne's wonderful poetry and got into his sermons from St. Paul. Then there was St. Paul. He got into the literary mix as well, and I read his letters to the Corinthians, and on it went. I finally had to stop following along the path, as it was consuming all of my days and nights. My relationships were suffering. You know how that can go. Well, it seems the happenstance of Laurel finding the book The Tiger, and then giving it to me, is leading me on another such journey. How long it will last, I don't know. But I have started reading Robinson Jeffers, a poet I did not know, and finding his work, his life, quite extraordinary. And the other day I came to a passage in The Tiger that alluded to another book called The Sheltering Desert. It is out of print, I discovered, but I found a copy for five bucks U.S. online, and I ordered it. It comes to Toronto in a beat-up vacuum-sealed envelope from God knows where, and it has been printed on a cheap copier. The images inside have been reduced to incomprehensible stick drawings, but the story is intact, as far as I can tell, and it is compelling. It is an autobiographical account written by a German geologist named Hino Martin. He and another geologist, Hermann Korn, and their dog Otto fled into the Namib Desert in 1940 to avoid the Second World War. They ascend into living like bushmen, as they describe themselves, and their transformation from these German scientists to a deeper understanding of place and their relationship with some of the other beings we share this place with. It's a very beautiful thing to behold in 2021. I'll close with a short passage from the book. There was a gray bank of mist over the desert to the west as we set off. 
and traveling light, we made rapid progress, reaching the foot of the mountain shortly before sunrise. An hour later, we were on the summit. Our first glance was to the south, for that was unknown territory. Wild, precipitous walls of red granite disappeared into broken depths, and on the far side the rear summit rose steeply. Emerging from the deep shadow of the mountain, a small bird rose, singing into the light, let itself fall back into the shade, and then rose into the light again, singing in full-throated joy. With rising spirits, I watched that tiny symbol of joyous life as it wheeled towards the blue sky. Then we looked eastwards into the glaring sun, which burnt over the wide sweep of the African uplands. The first morning after the creation of the world, said Herman quietly, and I too experienced an indescribably reassuring feeling of belonging to the wild, beautiful, and cruel life of this vast country. It was as though the fresh wind from the south were dissipating all doubts and uncertainties, and a feeling of peace and security came over me.